Podcast City Network. The Everett Lee Show. Welcome to a new episode of The Everett Lee Show. I'm The Everett Lee. It's been a while since I've done an audio podcast. Well, actually, not really, but besides the point, it's good to come on here and present to you another episode of The Everett Lee Show. Today, I have a recording I did about four months ago, three or four months ago. It's a while back, earlier in this year. I sat down with former Ring of Honor talent and booker and talent scout for CFWE, Thump Dupree. And of course, I have with him the owner of CFWE, Thumper Chapman. Thumper Chapman's been on the podcast plenty of times, those familiar with him. Thump Dupree, this was his first one he's done. And so having both these guys on at the same time, I'm telling you, what a conversation. We pretty much talk about CFWE at the time. This was right before their third show in March, Shamrock Beatdown. And it was right before that. So Thump Dupree talks about the talent and what he looks for in talent to bring to CFWE. Thumper Chapman also discusses the ins and ups and downs in his opinions. And Thump Dupree discusses their opinions on the wrestling business, the state of the wrestling business. I did not know what I was going to get into when I had both these guys on at the same time. Great conversation and just the conversation with both these guys, how they think in the with the wrestling business, it just fascinates me. And just that mentality of how they approach the business. And I enjoyed having both of them on. I'd love to have them back on in the future. But let's get into this episode here with Thump Dupree and Thumper Chapman. Do we need to <laughs> shut up more and let you ask questions? <laughs> no, you, you're doing great. We had some okay. technical issues with with my internet so we've gone straight audio for this one and so you've I'll... never done one of these before thump what you've never done one of these before no nah, man back back when i was working that that didn't exist i've done radio <laughs> i mean i've done well, radio you know you gotta yeah, remember man i retired yeah. in 2014 pretty much oh well denver popped my cherry on them so yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh, we have video. <laughs> I'm sitting there going. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, if I did recover. Stuff like this. And yeah. If I did recover that first part, everyone knows that I'm sitting here with promoter and owner and booker of CFWE Thumper Chapman. And I'm joined with him and me with Thump the Pre, former Ring of Honor talent and talent scout for CFWE. <laughs> we were getting on a roll there on that conversation there until everyone t everything took a shit. You said my camera froze up. It looked like I was uh, a little bit 420 going on on my end, huh? <laughs> no, that's all we said. We said you looked like you were getting high. It looked like I was getting high? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was more like that right there. 
too much coke and whiskey what it is <laughs> yeah too too much <laughs> we're we're discussing about momentum of CFWE what what you guys look for in talent how your messenger keeps blowing up with talent and and how that's how that's been going on and how you've crazy that's what it is crazy crazy because yeah. we're you're discussing about talent reaching out to you from from out of state um, and even some local people here thump to pre oh you you mentioned that uh, you've had some top guys independent workers here in Florida contact you about CFWE. Well, well it, it's it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> Were you talking to me or him? I said you. Thump Dupree. I oh, thought you were funny. Here's, the, here's 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 the deal, man. It's no secret that I'm really I'm really tight with Jason Dugan. You know, atomic mm -hmm. guy, MLW star now. Um and Jason has kind of helped me out to get to know a lot of the the, the new guy the new top guys, you know. Right. Um, I've been on shows other than CFW. You know, I was actually the booker at uh, PB&T for a while. So I kind of got to get, you know, I got to know a lot of these dudes. And um, good guys. I mean, you know, everybody taught. That's the one thing I want to bring up, too. You know, a lot of the old school guys are like, oh, well, these new guys, they they don't have respect in the locker room. And, you know, they're they're entitled and da 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 I found out that the shittier guys are the ones that are entitled. It's mm -hmm. not it's not the the top guys. The top guys, the top guys don't call themselves top guys. I call them that. You know what yeah. I mean? They're it's they're very humble, good good guys. I mean, you know, like for example, you know, Pro Wrestling 2.0. I did a, I've done a few shows with uh, Brothers in Arms, which is Jason Duke's tag team. Done a couple shows with them. Every kid in that locker room, every single one of them, they're you know half of them have been on ARW. You know, they're working a Tuesday night show in front of no, you know, in front of twenty people for free just to work. Just yeah. so they can work other top guys, and to mm -hmm. me, how can you call a kid like that entitled? You yeah. know what I mean? They're they're, you know, and 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 when you know they they find a mark promoter that'll pay them a whole bunch of money to come in and work. Mm -hmm. Um, I tell them go for it. I would. Well, I would have yeah, done I'm the same thing. Money. Right. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they do it because they love it. You know, yeah. and and they're very they there's still the same locker room etiquette. Every single person in that locker room came up to me and introduced themselves. Some of yeah. them knew who I was, some of them didn't, and those that didn't got to know who I was. You know, that's what it's all about, man. It's it's this business is and always has been based on fellowship, on yeah. on camaraderie, you know, and brotherhood. Right. And it's only the shitheads that weren't trained right, you know. And believe me, it's that that foam always rises to the top. Believe me, you can like I can pick out a guy that wasn't trained right just by the way he acts when he walks in the locker room, nine times out of ten. You know, I can tell you he's going to be the drizzling shits in the ring. You know, I mean that comes with twenty years of experience. But you take a guy yeah. like Jason Duke; he's been in the business four years. He's the most respectful, gracious, professional guy I've ever worked with, and I mean ever worked with. Yeah. And and you know he um he comes from a, he's had a rough background he comes from a rough background but he's definitely you know taking the ball and run with it and you know the, the the sky's the limit if we don't see that guy and josh dawkins playing on sunday and what i mean by playing on sunday is pay-per-views yeah by yeah. 2024 i'll be surprised right 
you know, right. those well, two yeah, guys right there are the know, guys I, that I, I really. You know. I, I agree with Thump, you know, because, you know, when I was sitting there, when I, well, you know, everybody knows I've been retired for, for a number of years from, from promoting and owning. Right. And, you know, and the only reason why I think I really got started again, because every promotion it seemed like I went to was a drizzling ass mark promoter, yep. you know, that was hiring some guy to book their cards, you know, and, and they weren't booking the best guys. Right. And so yeah. I'm looking at them like, Oh my God, is this what freaking wrestling's came to? Then all of a sudden, you know, like Thump Dupree was saying, you know, uh, Tom had passed away and he called me out of blue one day. He says, hey, he says, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. Did I even announce that I was going to start running Thump? Not that I know or, of. Or how did you find out I was going to start running it? I don't remember. I don't either. I don't remember. So, I, just so hit you up. I think I just hit you up and said, hey, thanks for putting me over on your on your live. Yeah, you know, I know it had been a few months ago, and then we just yeah. started talking. And that's where that's yeah. how. And, and, and you know, and right, we, me, you know, me and Tanya talked about a couple of years about going back running, but uh, the more guys I seen, the more I got depressed because yeah. they were drizzling shits that I kept seeing. And the next thing I know, you know, Thump says, "Hey, I know a lot of good workers." I'm like, "You do?" Yep. And then next thing I know. You know, I had I had my federation sitting there for two years and never even did nothing with it because I was just so disgusted. And then next thing I know, he started bringing in this guy and that guy, and I'm like, oh, oh, wait a minute now. You know, we have hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then next thing I know, you know, uh, me and Tony were sitting here one day and we've got our first card set. We've got the building, everything ready to go. And I looked at her, she's like, are we really going to do this? And I'm like, yeah we are and and everybody keeps asking why i'm not out there I, I have no interest in being out there i think i'm more needed in the back than i do up front so it's honestly my if, if i something. wasn't doing commentary i wouldn't be out there either yeah yeah you know? yeah well you know we've talked to this several times my version my belief in the way i was taught a promoter and an owner should never be in the main event or in the storyline or hold a belt or hold a belt Saying that when you see a booker in a and a match fourteen uh fourteen different matches on a show that just shows they don't know what they're doing, they're very unprofessional, and they need to hang it up. Yeah. And it shits on it shits on everybody else. Yep. It, it shows that you don't have enough faith in any one of your guys. Yep. To push them to that to that place, and mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I've been on. I mean. I'm not tooting my own horn. I don't even mean to sound like it, but I've been on many cards where I was a top guy. And, and, and But when I was at SCCW, I didn't put no title on me. You know, yeah. I wouldn't put a title on me when I was the booker at SCCW. There's no freaking way. When yeah. I was at MFW, there's if I was the booker there, I, there's no way I would put a title on me. I, mm -hmm. I wanted to put my title on the guys that I yep. thought, A, would put the most asses in the seats, you know, exactly. that made the most sense. Clarify something. You know, we're, we're using the term Mark Promoter as if it sounds disrespectful. I don't mean to sound disrespectful. There is one anomaly, one promoter in Florida that people consider a Mark because he doesn't have ring time, but the guy is yeah. a freaking genius, and that's Alex Red. Alex yeah. Red yeah. has done something with ARW that is absolutely amazing. Yeah. And, I mean, I know there's old school guys out there that don't like some of the stuff he does. Those mm -hmm. old school guys need to shut up because he, he, he sells out every single show. 
Yep. The goal, th- this is a business. I mean, I don't yeah. know if he makes money or not. It's not my business. But if selling out the freaking arena you're in or the building you're in every single time, weeks in advance before you do a show, is any indication of, of a successful business, he's made it successful. He's done it. Yeah, yeah, he uses a lot of top, you know, top name guys from WWE or Ring of Honor, wherever, wherever, you know, whoever. But at the same time, at the end of the day, he's got an ass every 18 inches. He promotes the shit out of his shows. You know, he's he's got, you know, he's definitely whatever he's doing works. Use the term Mark Promoter. I don't want people to think that I'm that he's in that category because he's not, even though he doesn't have an in-ring background. You know, he's there's a story behind that, which is yeah. for him to tell, not me. But it's, know, like um, me, and I, it's somebody that's watched WWE yep. that knows shit about nothing that has to go hire somebody to do the shit for him because he's like, oh, I got some money. Let's go buy a ring. And, you know, I want to be a promoter or right. owner. Right. Now, to me, that's the mark promoter. If yeah. the man knows his shit. Now, yep. now you can now you can be a fan and know your shit. OK, big difference. Eh, kind of. Kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of, sort of. To a degree, yeah. to a degree. Yeah, but totally. he, he's not just a fan. I mean, he did try. He did start training. Um, yeah. He has. He set up probably more rings than you and I combined. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, and so put him down at shows, trying, you know, experience. trying to get in the business. The guy, yeah. the guy's paid his dues. The guy's paid yeah. his dues. He just doesn't. He just doesn't have in ring experience. And so what? Yeah. You know. Yeah. But the guy is is a is a promoting machine. I mean, the oh, dude yeah. is just you know. Yeah. People should take note. Yeah, there, I, there I've noticed marks in the business that you take note. I've noticed. Well, I've noticed Alex Red in the last few years. He's a AR has come up. Has definitely come up, and he's yeah. He's he's drawn man to some yeah. some yeah. names in that company of right there, yeah. and it's but you it's, can respect that guy. Yeah. You can respect him. Yeah, because yeah. of what he's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're some dumbass out there just throwing hundred fifty dollars a worker for no rhyme and reason, you know, and, and you know, and drawing and, fifteen and, people, yeah, and drawing fifteen people and doing fifteen, sixteen matches, and yeah. let them make a lick of damn sense, yep. then there's a problem. And, yeah. not, and not only that, you're spending all this time on stupid fucking storylines yeah. that don't make any yeah. sense at all that are just yeah. absolutely ludicrous, and yeah. you know. This is this is 2021. Yep. People don't want to see teenage girls handcuffed to fences. They yep. don't want to see kidnapping. They don't want yep. to see hit and run gimmicks. You know, yep. ARW did ARW did do this this purge match a while ago with um Jerry Swirls and Zach Monstar. Me personally, I thought it was entertaining. Um yep. a lot of the old school guys crapped on it. Yeah. But I don't give a shit. You know what that guy drew the next show? Sold yeah. out. Yeah. And this is a business. It's well, it's yeah. supposed to be a business. I mean, it's it's supposed to be a business. I like I said, I don't know his numbers, I don't know his money, it's none of my business. But yeah. Yeah. if if he's not making money, it's only a matter of time before he does. And that yeah. dude is gonna be that dude's gonna be big, man. Oh, yeah. You know, anybody that hates on Alex Red is an idiot because oh, yeah. we well, all you know yeah. learn well, from that dude. <laughs> the question I have now is a promotion. You ever you ever seen a promotion that actually thinks outside the box for once, not doing the normal formula? You ever see some uh, a promotion take something and they go outside the box with it, and people say, "Damn, that worked," or "That was horrible." Have you ever experienced anything like that before? 
Yeah, oh my God. All, all over the country. <laughs> yeah. All over the country and us. Mm-hmm. You know, and CFW and and of course, you know, Atomic. I mean, ARW, they they do different they do different kind of stuff than we do. We tell our stories in the ring, but and for mm-hmm. the most part they do too, to be honest with you. Their their matches are all top guy matches. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, whether they're indie guys or they're Shannon Moore or it's, you know, Wes Briscoe or Jesse Neal or you know, guys like that. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, you know, they don't have a bad match on their card. You know, they just don't, yeah. they don't, they don't, you know, it's very hard to get in with them. Yeah. You know, it's very hard to get in with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the real promotions. That's how they function. They, mm-hmm. you know, they, they do the best of what they have, yeah. but they still have a standard. See, that's the key. Oh. You know, we're, we are, we, it's no secret. CFWEs, we're, we are not a high budget no. operation right now. Especially right. right now, we're we're right out the gate. You know what I mean? And yeah. but we do just like I did at MFW, George. Our philosophy is the same at CFW. We will do the very best we can do with what we have and build momentum on that. And it gets better. And it gets better. Oh, yeah. And it gets better. And it gets better. Yeah. And at the end of the day, man, you know, workers see that. They, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. they see that, and then they want to be a part of it. And. Oh, yeah. You know, we've got we've got guys on our like for example, this card coming up. We got a Jake Xavier, the natural twenty. He's probably he's one of the most underrated guys in Florida. The guy's an incredible worker. He just nobody's seen him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's worked for he's worked for a few companies that haven't used him right, that haven't realized what kind of talent he has. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna take that ball and run with it. Christian right. Mills, another one. Little oh, guy. Probably match of the night last last show he had. Oh, yeah. Well that's guy, like a great worker. Yeah, you, you know, take our and Thump will tell you. Our first show, we was $160 in a hole. Not a lot of federations can say that. Only yeah. $160 in a hole. Yeah. The second show, we broke even. Not yep. 2000 not 3000 a hole. We broke even. And yep. If you can break even in this business, yep. you want to roll. Yeah. That's you know, great. Uh, you know, and, and it's it's you take see there you take I'm 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 saying right now CCW, um, Pablo Marquez, you know down in down south, um, Platinum, Rusty Brooks' son Jay, um, you take say Thunder and ARW, top four in any given order, promotions in Florida, no question. Now CW starting to get some momentum. They're starting, you know, they're starting to get, you know, and I, yeah, they have a promoter that's not that's not from the business, but. Somebody over there is doing something right because mm-hmm. looks like they're starting to draw, and it looks like you know they're they're starting to use some of the better talent. And yeah. you know, I got I have no I I have no bones about people trying to spend money to make money. I have no yeah. bones about that. But when you consistently lose, <coughs> and you you know your your crowds never grow, and you know you're basically being run into mm-hmm. the ground from what yeah. I see, and it sucks because I don't I love. I mean, the one of the guys that's a booker over there, I've known for 20 years, and I love him to death. And I don't know, you know, maybe there's heat between him and I over MFW. I don't know, whatever. If there is, then I don't know about it. He's never brought it up to me. But I hate to see it, man, because I know this guy. I know who taught this guy everything, the same guy that taught George everything, the same guy that basically was a big part of changing my whole career, and that's Al Hardiman. Yep. And this this is not the formula. This is not the way it's done. And and I like I said I don't know, like I said I'm not trying to shit on the guy because I do I do love the guy to death. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna say is this okay? So yeah, Bill, I'm shitting on you. Um, 
<laughs> because when you see what, but it's a rib, brother. It's a rib. I love you. You know that. But, I get the um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a rib. It's a rib, brother. It, it's a rib. But yeah, I'm kind of shitting on you. Um, <laughs> but it's it's just a rib, you know. And, well, um, and I expect it, um, and I expect it, I expect you to return fire, man. Bring that well, shit. Let's face it, Tom. <laughs> anybody, anybody with common sense knows when you get thumped to pre and thumper Chapman in a room, something's going. Something does happen. Yeah. Something does happen. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen what was going on. What's been going on with the CFWE? I've been seeing a lot of, a lot of great things. I, I love how everything has been put out there. It's something different about the promotion it is there's something different about it and especially with the especially with the talent that that's been coming through the doors already through through cfwe i mean you 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 mentioned you can't leave out our production and our graphics department because man they 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 got it on lockdown yeah what jerry boggle who the hell is this guy i don't know i don't know but the other guy's kind of a turd yeah, <laughs> Jerry Bogle's kind of an interesting dude. <laughs> yeah, I haven't met him yet. Yeah, I haven't met him yet, but I've heard about him. You've heard about I him. I think some. he likes to to tip the little uh, uh, what they call that over in England when they like to tip the little uh, bottle too much. Yeah, you know, but Shit, the uh, kids do that in England. Kids <laughs> <laughs> do that in England, man. Thumper, what's what's been your encounter with uh, Jerry Bogle? Put him in a damn straight jacket. <laughs> damn. <laughs> and, I hear the bloody hell lot. <laughs> I know I, I hardly ever talk to him because every time I talk to him, it's like, ah, oh, the bloody to hell, yeah, or bloody, or uh, it's always something. I never understand what he says. But, yeah, so I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard he's been a kind of like a mad genius with a lot of, lot of stuff he, that's he been really going is. on. Yeah, he oversees. He, he's good. Jerry's a lot. good at what he does. He's got that eye. He's got what I call the production eye. He yeah. can look at what I'd call shit, uh, and and he'll be like, "Okay, we can work with this." And I've <laughs> seen him really take shit and make something out of it. <laughs> and you haven't met him yet, Thump. Shit and making Shinola. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you haven't met him yet, Thump Dupree. <laughs> yeah. He's. I'm trying to keep him away from the shows because I guarantee you, everybody will want to kill him before it's over with. <laughs> You know the other guy. The other guy does a great job too. Yeah, he oh, yeah. really does. But yeah. well, Jerry's a good we, guy. He's yeah. just very radical. He he's kind of a lot of a lot of radical. I don't know. He's just I don't, he's out there sometimes. Yeah, he's, hey, he's all right. So are we? <laughs> no, he's really a big your taste. So are we? I mean, we're we're about borderline short bus. Anyway, oh well, yeah. I've been crazy a few times. You know, you know. Yeah. I mean, I may not have used the ramp, but I probably rode it. <laughs> that you you mentioned that at bloody valentine at the last show i was at there i heard you heard you say it to the crowd you you gave in you 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 like you tore into the crowd there a little bit thump uh thump to pre i i think that's great because whatever the crowd gave you you gave it right back at them it it goes back does it go back to your it goes back to your in-ring days you're mostly you were mostly a heel weren't you back in your in-ring oh, yeah. days yeah you were a heel Oh yeah, you yeah. know I learned from the best. Like I've mentioned, like I mentioned before, classic Chris Nelson. There was nobody better on the stick, man. Nobody. And I had the privilege. Yes. <laughs> I had yeah. 
I had the privilege. I've had the privilege of having his tongue in my mouth, his thumb up my ass, and all that kind of fun <laughs> shit. Working against him, working against him. And I mean, he, here's a guy that used to wear a bathrobe and come out to the ring singing Copacabana, singing Copacabana. <laughs> and he was just a master on the mic. And you know, I, I had the privilege of tagging with him for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, when his when his partner was hurt, and and Chris Nelson, you know, he taught me so many things, man. But one of the biggest things he taught me was. You know, just get out there and be you turned up to 10, man. And that's what I did. And, you know, I guess I'm still that, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you, when you have a Polk, when you have a Polk County crowd, I mean, they're begging. They're begging yeah. for it. So you right. give it yeah. to them. I mean, am I using one-liners that I used 20 years ago? Yeah, sure. But, you know, thank yeah, God nobody's ever heard of them before. So whatever. <laughs> um, you know, and I've come up with a few, and I've come up with a few new ones, you know. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know that's that's what we're here for. You know that's why we're here. We're we're here to we're here to to rile them up. And you know when you start out a show, see we start out a show. Every show always starts out with like a cruiserweight match, which is usually a spot fest deal. Mm-hmm. So if I come out there and get them riled up before we even get going, you know it seems to be it seems to help. You know, and right. um, you know at, at when I when I was at MFW, I was the booker, and yeah, I managed John Strange, but for the most part, I stayed off the stick. You know, mm-hmm. I let I let those guys kind of do that. Plus, I was in a church, and I know that um, you know, my my shtick is not exactly um, Southern Baptist friendly. You know, <laughs> um, so I'm not I'm not I've not been confused with a deacon in the church, and I'm not yeah. a lay reader. You know, it, it's it's just kind of something that I try. You know, I I try different things and see what happens, and some of it takes, some of it doesn't, some of it goes right over their head. You know. And you can tell, but you know they look at you. They're like, "Is that? Yeah, you know, it sounds like it's. That sounds like it's supposed to be funny, but I'm not sure." Yeah. You know? Now then, you the, mentioned the you mentioned about the church. You mentioned about the church. I know we had a conversation a while back ago about when you were working there at the church, Thump Dupree. <laughs> to share, can you share a couple stories that we like we we talked about? Oh, great story! John Strange, oh. Billy McLeod. John Strange says, "Hey, I want to do a Falls Count Anywhere match with Billy McLeod." I'm like, sure, no problem. I got two stores. This is the first one. So we do this whole deal. We got no table for Billy McLeod to go through, so he brings his piece of plywood, right? Like half-inch plywood. We set it up. We set up a ladder in the middle of the ring. I'm managing Strange, and I'm looking at Billy, and I'm, you know, like, what in the hell is he about to do? <laughs> the, pr- the, promoter, the promoter's wife is screaming in my ear, like five feet away from me, in the middle of the match, don't do it, thump. Don't let him do it. And I'm like, go away. You know, on the side of my face. Like, go away. And here comes Billy McLeod. He's about ready to jump. And I look in the plywood. There's only about like a foot of it between the ring and the step. So if he goes through it, he breaks both his legs or dies. So I drag the steps back in order to make the plywood, you know, to where it's so where he can go through it. Well, you hear across the floor. I already hear the pastor from across the room. Like, oh, my God, you know. And, you know, I, every show after the show was over, I got the old walk outside where they were like, Thump, you can't say this. You can't do this. You can't have a girl on the show with shorts up her ass. You can't have her with a pentagram on her breast. You can't, you know, all this other stuff that we didn't, you know, that we really didn't take into account too much. Um, there's that story. Probably the best and funniest story. The one promo that I ever cut. The promoter's son goes out there with Levi Mullins and J.B. Wolf. And they were supposed to be making fun of my faction. 
So they had a guy, they had the, the promoter's son in a sweatsuit with, my, with a hat like mine on. You know, I had, I used to wear the ugliest sweatsuit and he had a, and I, back then I was a lot heavier than I am now. So he had a pillow inside his sweatsuit and he's making fun of me and I'm standing there taking it. And after I went over and caught, said, Levi, you look like if rehab had a pulse. And I don't remember what I said to the other guy, but then I said, but then I said to, to Tom's son, Tom Palladino's son, Thomas, I'm like, he takes, I'm like, uh, you look like if Chuck E. Cheese ate a ball of yarn. So he gets mad. He pulls the pillow out and throws it at me across to the, all the way to the ring entrance. Right. So I'm like, Hey, hey man, you should have kept that underneath your, your, your gut. I was like, I'm sure most of your male paying customers would have been more than happy to pay a little bit extra to have something to grab a hold of. <laughs> and literally, literally before I put the mic down and went back to the back, the pastor standing there waiting for me. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I was like, what man? I was pretty ambiguous about it. And he's like, well, yeah, he goes, it was funny. He goes, but don't do that anymore. I was like, okay. So I figure I, I just stay off the stick from then from now on. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to touch it. You know, I just do the whole typical shut up. You guys are a bunch of redneck donkeys, blah, 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 blah. When I go out with strange and strange got enough heat as it was, he didn't need me. But um, I mean, John strange, I've, I have seldom met more guys. I mean, he's another one that when he was in Florida, it was a shame because he, that dude should have gotten it. Well, he's working for Thunder now. He comes down to work for Thunder, but that guy gets more heat than anybody. He's unbelievable and funny, and we fed off each other. It was so great. I've, you know, I've, I've, I've got a very limited amount of experience managing, you know, but, but the experience that I had with John Strange was awesome. Yeah, he, that dude. I wish he'd come back to Florida full time. I want to take a quick break and let's give a word from. Our sponsors. When I want to kick back a few cold ones with my friends, I head over to City Limits Tap Room. City Limits Tap Room has a wide selection of TVs to watch your favorite sports, indoor and outdoor seating. They are pet friendly. City Limits Tap Room also has food made fresh to order, and the grilled cheese is excellent. I recommend the grilled cheese and the apple pie cider. The fries on the side can't go wrong with that, baby. More information for upcoming events, head over to facebook.com slash city limits taproom. Keep up with the latest shows and content from Podcast City Network over on podcastcity.net. Follow them on facebook.com slash podcast city network, Twitter at podcast city net. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Podcast City Network, on Twitch, Podcast City Network. Podcasting Network, top source for independent podcasting. Be creative, be yourself. You're listening to The Everett Lee Show. I just figured out why Tom likes working with me because I don't give a shit. I don't have to worry about taking that walk outside the building after the show. You would not, not believe, you guys would not believe how many times promoters or workers have called me and said, I can't believe you're doing that. Why? Don't you worry about lawsuits? I'm like, hell, we're in Polk County. Nobody cares. What are they going to take from us? What are they going to take from us? You know, we got nothing to lose. Well, whatever. Bring that shit. Yeah, you can't do shit you do in Pope County anywhere else, but yeah. No. But 
Yeah, because Polk County, let's face it, it's redneck capital. Uh, yep. It's so old school, it's unbelievable. If you bleed, they're like, yeah, we want to see more blood. You know, I mean, they were chanting blood at our show. Yeah, yep. back, to, back to the basics during that Prophecy Del Lago and Angel of Darkness match, man. We want blood. That was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. I mean, it's just not everybody can run Polk County. Polk County yeah. is a, it's a very unusual county. If you don't know how to run uh, real pro wrestling, you'll never survive in Polk County. I mean, I've ran this this county for a long time. Yeah, yeah. See, you know, everybody asks me, you know, how how are you going to compete with Thunder? People ask a lot of people ask me that. Yeah. And you know, Cahagas, the Booker over there, he's like one. He's a really very close friend of mine. Yeah. We talk, you know, we talk about stuff, and he talks down to me in a way, but he also knows that we're not trying to do anything near what they're doing. You know, they they they're doing they're doing a mainstream top guy show. Yeah. With well, I mean, he's on it. You know, he. Yeah. It doesn't get any better than Gagas. He just doesn't. Yeah. The guy's probably, you know, the best, one of the best that's probably ever worked in Florida. You know, he brings in Chico Adams and a lot of, you know, a lot of the other really, really good workers. Yeah. And um, you know, they draw. I mean, they, they they, but they spend a lot of money on advertising that we don't have. Yeah. They had, they spend, you know, they they promote shows for a long, long, long period of time before they run usually. And um and they've had success and more power to them you know I love to see that that's great oh, yeah. you know any there's there's plenty of room in Polk County there's plenty oh, yeah. of room there's just not plenty of room for shit if you come and bring shit to Polk County you ain't you're not going you're not going anywhere and mm-hmm. you know there's certain promotions like ones we've discussed I don't know countless times just within this podcast there's one in particular that wouldn't last one show no. here nope they don't play that shit they don't play that dumb shit. Yeah. You know, you can't do dumb shit. It, it's mm-hmm. if it go if it, they want they come to the show to see a fight. Uh-huh. You know, whether it's us or Thunder, they want to see two guys get in the ring and beat the shit out of each other. And it's yeah. it doesn't really get any more complicated than that. You could tell a story. I mean, that yeah, you know, it's great, but yeah. you don't have to go to like leaps and bounds to do it. And oh, yeah. you know, I know that Thunder. I, I could speak for Thunder's entire roster, and I could speak for ours. <laughs> and Billy McLeod's gonna love me for this. But none of us are doing this to feed our families, bro. None no. of this. None of If you're doing this to feed your family in front of 12 people, I hope they like popcorn. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, Thump talks to their uh, Thunder Booker. I talk to the owner all the time. And so, yeah. you know, we got we really got a good relationship because, you know, we have to help each other out because – Let's face it, there's not a lot of us guys left from back in the day, and we all come from back in the day. So we have to work together. You know, uh, matter of fact, we get a lot of their fans. They get a lot of our fans over at their show. Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. I know of actually several fans that save up for the month to come to our show on the second and their show on the third. Yeah. 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 Uh, they wait for our ticket, our, our our online tickets, so they can buy them right up, and they'll they'll do the same for ours and do the same for right. I mean, back to back. So, and and any, anybody anywhere near us, anybody anywhere near us, I send. I that wants to train, I try yeah. to send to Paul. Yeah. that's my. You know, I mean, you're not. It doesn't get any better. I mean, the guys having a Dean Malenko, the the weekend after our show, yeah. they're having a Dean Malenko seminar. I mean, oh yeah. You know, if I was working, if I was working, I'd ride a bicycle to get there to see that. I've told everybody, all of my guys. See, I have, I have thump guys. I have guys that I try to help. You know, mm-hmm. um, some, some of them are brand new. So, some of them are brand new. Some of them are, you know, some of them been around a little while. Some of them have are, are like at this place where they need to like take the next step. 
And I told them all, you're a you're a complete and total shit for brains if you don't go yeah. to that seminar. Mm -hmm. You know, right. I mean, it's yeah. Dean Malenko. Yeah. Biggest thing that's missing in ring work right now is actual wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah. Actual chain wrestling, actual wrestling psychology, and mm -hmm. you know, I don't give a shit. Everybody can do a backflip, man. There's big guys, little guys, girls, chickens, boiled yeah. eggs. They can all do a fucking backflip. Can you right. get in the ring and tell a story? Can you get in the ring and tell a story? not kill yourself, you know, and make sense. And yeah. that's lacking a lot on the Indies. And those guys are never going to get to the next level until they learn that, you know. And, um, you know, and, and you know, there's show there's certain there's certain promotions where the spotty spot fest guys thrive, you know. It's just that shit ain't going to fly in Bull County. It's not. I've noticed that when, when, when I talk to quite a bit of people as – Thumper chap, man. It's just too much spots. Spot here, spot here, big spot, big spot. False finish, false finish. How many false finishes do you need in a match? I mean, I understand if you throw in a in in the spot monkey. One thing I noticed about the last show that CFWE did was there was a couple matches that stuck out to me that I enjoyed, which was Sean O'Reilly Christian Mills. They they yep. told they told a story in the ring. Also, Josh Dawkins and uh, Bronco Braxton. That yep. those two matches that really stuck out right there to me. Just especially the Josh Dawkins man. Josh Dawkins and Bronco Braxton. Bronco Braxton man, he was wrestling dirty. He was wrestling dirty, and you saw people working on body parts. Which you don't really see much anymore. You don't see the you don't see the heel going after the leg or arm, working it, wearing it down. You know, and you just you don't see that. I don't see that that much now with with like old school wrestling as as we're talking about discussing. I I just I'm getting I've gotten tired of the spots now. Yeah, I could see a spot here and there in wrestling if it calls for it in the story not you know just spot 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 and that's that's how i feel if if it if it helps the story that's great but i mean one thing i noticed at, at last cfwe show was i only saw one move which was done one time and that was during the josh dawkins and bronco braxton uh match which was a super kick that was it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only th yeah. time. No one else used it. And I, yeah. and going back old school, I know you people using other moves now, and now moves are used as transitional moves and stuff. Though, but if someone was someone's on that on a card and they use a certain move, that other person better not use that move, right? Yeah. You got to remember, man. A delayed suplex. When I was a kid, was a finisher. Mm -hmm. DDT was a finisher. Um, German suplex, you know, a a a, a, a German suplex, um, a held German suplex was a finisher. Um, it's so different now, man. You know, now they're rolling through and they're kicking out in one, and it's like it's. I it's got a it. totally different psychology, man. Totally Mine different was psychology a double now. Axe double axe handle. Yeah. What yeah, what was yours, Thump? Mine, the chicken choker. Oh. It was a gory special into a sit-out. But see, I worked the guy's neck the whole match. 
You know, I, I started out on his neck right off rip. I might use a neck breaker for a late false finisher, like you know, like a like a kind of like a reverse stunner sort of, like a reverse um, diamond cutter. Uh-huh. Like I would use that as like my one of my falsies, and then I either used what was called a the chicken choker, which was a gory special where I flipped him over my head into a sit out neck breaker, kind of like what Terry used to do back in the day, like the widow's peak. Yeah. Or I had a a thing called the crooked head scissors that I used, which was a submission hold that I'm passing on to Christian Mills, so you'll be seeing that soon. Um, He's hot. Which was my submission hold. But it was always based around the neck, you know. And if I was with a big monster guy that I couldn't muscle, then – and don't ask me why I was called the chicken choker because everybody asked me that. It's <laughs> obvious. I mean, it's like, not what it it looked like I was breaking, <laughs> it like I was breaking his neck. <laughs> I, it, it's no secret that I am a believer in the chicken choker. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, like I, I, if I was in there with a monster big guy bigger than me that I couldn't muscle up, I worked his leg. I made sense. I tried to make it make sense. I didn't, you didn't see me come flying in with and try to strike, for example, Renegade Tom. Perfect mm-hmm. example. You didn't see me getting a striking match with a guy that big. No. It doesn't make sense. Arise. You know, you try to cut him down, bring him down. You know, just what would you do if you're in a real fight? You know? Yeah. And if, if more guys would start doing that, man, they, they, A, the ring work gets a lot easier. B, you know, it makes sense. Now, granted, you don't want to go out there every time you're with a big guy and work the leg because that'll, you know, that'll kind of be stupid and nobody wants to see that. But, you know, you mix it up and, Mixing it up doesn't mean that the 15th finisher that you've hit in a match, I mean, why does the 16th one work? I mean, why don't you just shoot the guy, for God's sakes? You know? <laughs> and it's just, but, that, but, I mean, that's how it's – that's what it's become. That's, you know, that's and, what we've become, and leg slapping and shit and all that crap. Me. Lay it in. That, that's what kills me because if you think of a match, you, you think of a real fight. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to do 15 flips in a real fight? Nope. No. 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 Yeah. You know – it, it's kind of it's kind of a catch twenty two because we've allowed back in my day, little little tiny guys really were just kind of starting to be accepted in the business, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. before that, in the nineties, like when when Chris Nelson and guys like that started, you know, in the nineties, there was none of that. If you were right. six to two hundred thirty pounds, you just didn't you just didn't get to. I mean, the schools wouldn't even take you, mm-hmm. you know. But it goes back to it goes back to what's happened in our business. It's our fault. It's yep. our fault as, you know, and it's my it's my generation's fault and George's generation's fault that we've yep. let so many of these shitheads that couldn't yep. work worth a shit have a school. Yep. We don't see we don't have a commission in Florida, you know, yep. like other states. So any asshole with a ring can say, yeah, I'll train you. And then you, you put you put the, you take this poor kid's money mm-hmm. and you send him out there and he thinks he knows what he's doing. He doesn't have a clue. So yep. he's basically started from scratch with gear on in at, on shows. Mm-hmm. He either learns right quick, right off rip, and picks it up, or he shits the bed and gets lost in the in the fold. And yeah. you know, then the guys that get lost in the fold get smart, yeah. and they go they go to another school and they get and then they learn there. Maybe they pick the wrong school the second time. Maybe they pick the right school. Who knows? I'll say this: there's some good schools in Florida, like oh, yeah. probably. For the state of Florida, probably more good schools than anywhere else that I know of. But, I mean, you know, there's some good ones in Texas. There's some good ones in California. But you've got, like, Thunder. You've got the promotion that we don't talk about because the promoter is a shithead. And, as you know, that that guy, um, you know, the guy with the vision. Um, but the thing about him, the thing about him, and I'll say this, you know, 
he's a guy that used to be, you know, we used to run, we used to ride together. I mean, you know, um, I don't, when I call him a shithead, he's not really a shithead. He's just, uh, you know, he's, uh, okay, he's a shithead. But anyway, anybody that's ever come out of school, and there are more of them than you want to even imagine, has always been top-notch guys. The best guys, some of the best guys in Florida, and I've mentioned some of their names in this conversation. One in particular that's been making his debut with us. Yep. Um, big guy, big time guy that's making his debut with us. He started there. And, you know, that guy teaches people the right way. He really does. It's just all the other bullshit that goes with it that kills him. Then you've got, I think Platinum has a school. I know CCW has a school down south. Those mm-hmm. guys are great. And then you got Gangrel, of course. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, when you've got when you've got an XWWE guy training, you know, doing the training, you can't go wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, um, you know... And Dave Mercury and Jay Lethal, there's the school they had with uh with Ryan, the guy from the Ascension, that school over in Tampa. They put out good guys. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. but then you got but then you got the ones that don't give a shit anymore. They're retired on active duty, I call it. You know, yep. the military. They, we know um, a ball like that that took a guy's money, two thousand dollars, barely taught him to back bump, face bump, butt bump, and shut school down. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta crazy. really do your homework, man. You yeah. know, when you yeah. when you and I felt responsible because I was the one that sent him to the guy, even though he says I'm not responsible because nobody would ever thought he had done that. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's the same guy that keeps swearing up and down every month. He's going to shut me down. See a lot. Nice. And this is a lot of what happens. You take a young kid right out of high school. that's ready to start in the bit. You know, he wants to start yeah. training. They usually their number one criteria. And by the way, I forgot to mention for lesson 2.0. You can't do better than having Loki and Josh Woods and then Alex Porto overseeing things. I mean, that they put out great guys too. I didn't mean to forget about them. But you take this guy that's fresh out of high school. Ge- geography plays a role. So if he's in, you know, BFE, Florida, you know, and there's no school anywhere near there, then he's stuck because he can't drive eight hours to Orlando to go or to, you know, and, and see – the thing about our schools is they're all like within a couple hours of each other, with the exception to the one down south. You know, anybody, anybody, you know, in the Jacksonville area or Ocala area, they all got to come here. Like JD Amazing, JD Amazing, good friend of mine, for example. JD Amazing, he goes to train in Orlando. He drives from I'm pretty, I think Jacksonville or somewhere near there. Trained two, three nights, and he's been in the business ten years. And yeah. then you, then you, and then you got guys that. You know, they they go get hooked up with someone like um, the one the guy George was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they do it because it's geography, and they're 18 years old. And how the hell can they afford to, to you know? And everybody says, "Oh, it's you know, how bad do you want it?" Well, yeah, if you want it bad enough, you'll move to where you need to be. Right. But that just isn't realistic for some for some of these young kids. And I feel yeah. bad for them, but that doesn't mean I want to put them on my card either. Exactly. Talking about promotions, I know we mentioned this a while back ago, not too long ago, about. WWE, do you feel that promotions that watch too much WWE and try to become WWE lose sight on what they're doing with their promotion? It's all right to be a fan of promotion and a product. It's good to be a fan, but when a promotion tries to, or promotions out there that try to become that right there, comes a problem when a lot of other promotions around notice that how do you feel you about that, that you want me to Can Any, anyone me? thump thumper <laughs> you here, here 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 is my outlook on it. 
Okay, I don't care what anybody says, and this is a fact. We set the bar for WWE. The WWE don't does not set the bar for us. They follow the indies. We are the ones that see what the fans want. We give them what the fans want. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So WWE comes by and says, okay, the f- more fans are wanting the attitude error because that's what the indies are doing. They do it. Anybody that watches WWE and tries to copy WWE needs to shut down the Mar because you're going back after You know, to piggyback George, the bottom line is an indie show cannot emulate WWE because it's kind of yep. like – it's kind of like trying to buy a brand new Cadillac at the flea market. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's 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 like yeah. um, you know, Vince McMahon's got a lot of money. They yeah. spend a lot. They spend an enormous amount of. I mean, look at the Thunderdome. Look at what they did just to adapt to COVID. You know, they mm-hmm. spent millions of dollars on that. Just you know, just to be, just to be able to give us the same. And you know, I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan. I loved. I like WWE. I like AEW. I don't always watch it, but I but I'm a fan, and. And if I wasn't, I probably would have never gotten the business. You know what I mean? Of course, right. I started out in the NWA days, so my idea of what I like is a little different than, say, a guy in his 30s now. You know, mm-hmm. but you just can't. And when you start doing storylines that are, there's nothing wrong with an edgy storyline, mm-hmm. as long as you can support it with your production. If you can't mm-hmm. support that edgy storyline with your production, it's just stupid. Yep. You know, cell phone videos. You know, cell phone production. Is what I call it. It just doesn't work, man. It just doesn't. You can't. You can't without the right editing and without you know without the right support and 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 the biggest thing is the workers being able to make it translate. Yeah, yeah. they got, that, they got writers. They yeah, got writers writing everything. You know, it's. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, is too many people watch these big federations and say, okay, you know. I want to be like the Undertaker coming out of the motorcycle, and they're trying to pretend like they're the Undertaker. When in reality, you know, you're just you, you you're just a WWE mark. That's all you are. If you're copying their storyline, listen. When I, whenever I first was taught, okay, I don't watch WWE. I don't watch AEW. I don't watch no other. I don't even watch indie circuits. Right. Most because I want all of my storylines to be fresh out of the imagination. If I come out here and I do a WWE kidnapping gimmick from 20 years ago, okay, that means they've got that from the indie circuit. So why am I going to copy a copy of a copy? Right. Be authentic in everything I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, It's just, to me, it's nonsense. To watch WWE on, I don't even know what days they come on, but I think it's Mondays and Thursdays, I think. Fridays. Uh, to I watch think. WWE on Monday and then run that same storyline on a Saturday. Yep. Now, what sense does and that at make? The end of the day, at the end of the day, if you can't make whatever, it doesn't matter what, okay, no matter how much effort you put into a story, okay, yeah. no matter how much energy, no matter how much production, yeah. if you can't make that, story translate into yep. the ring work it's yep. pointless and it's exactly. useless and that's where a lot of it you know that's where a lot of guys make mistakes and it's funny yep. because the shit show the shit show promotions that try to do that kind of shit yep. they can't they don't have the workers to make it translate anyway so it doesn't really matter what they do 
you know, mm -hmm. and I'm not speaking about anybody specifically. Yeah. On it. I mean, honestly, this statement, I'm not, I'm really not, yeah. I'm not that this is something totally different. And I've seen it all over the country. Like I've, I've worked shows out of state where I've shown up and they're like, Hey, we want you to do this. We want you to do that. I'm like, these people don't know me. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, um, you know, we saw you on YouTube or we saw you on, you know, yeah. MySpace. Well, it was MySpace back then. We saw a video <laughs> yeah. you on MySpace. And, you know, we think we think this would be good for you. And I'm like, yeah, but they don't know me. I haven't even cut a fucking promo. How yeah. do you know, how can, how can I go out there and steal someone's white? What the hell? I mean, yeah. how can I do? Yeah. It, it doesn't, it's not going to translate into the ring work. We don't have any heat built up yet. And, and at that point, I'm assuming with a lot of these promotions, I'm a one and done. Yeah, you know they bring me in. They say, you know, they 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 got. It's always they would bring me in, you know, to work. Say like they're a kid fresh out of school that would they made yeah. their heavyweight champion, which is the yeah. dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Some big kid, you know, and you you show up there and you start, you know, you start trying to call a match with him in the back, and he's like, well, I want to do this, 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 and 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 I'm like, look, bro, I'm gonna let you get a couple arm drags. I'm gonna beat your ass, throw you all around the building. I'm going to slide you back in and you're going to go over the roll up. Thanks for coming out. You know, yeah. or I don't even tell them that I just do it. And, and, but I mean, that's, you know, that's what you got to do when you, when you yeah. get in, when you go someplace fresh and you're in yeah. and, and you assume that you're a one and done, you know, maybe assuming that you're a one and done is not the right way to put it. But when you go into it, you show yeah. up and there's, you know, you got 120 people in the crowd. The first thing you start doing is wondering, are they going to have my money? Um, yeah. They got 18 matches booked, you know, yeah. or 15 matches booked or some shit. And again, I'm not talking about any specific promotion in Florida at all, but, um, you know, um, but what I'm saying is like you, if you can't make your storylines translate into the ring, or if you try to make it translate to the ring and there's 18 yeah. guys out there and one of them is the same guy all the time, again, not talking about anybody in particular, then <laughs> it doesn't translate. It just doesn't translate. It just doesn't. And you know, I'm 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 a pretty intelligent human being. Yeah. Okay, for example, how many how many people have you talked to? Denver YouTube. How many people have you talked to that said, you know, I like to watch wrestling, but I just don't like all the bullshit. I just like to watch the matches. You a hear lot. that all the time. Yeah. You that's the naysayer fan. Mm -hmm. The naysayer fan, if you're trying to get them to come to an indie show. You appeal to the naysayer fan and tell the story in the ring. That's where it needs to be told. And if you can't do that, it doesn't matter how many cameras you have. It doesn't matter how many promos you cut. It doesn't matter yeah. how good your graphics are. It doesn't matter yeah. how many times how many times your booker is out there on the microphone. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't translate. Mm -hmm. You know, it just doesn't. And again, I'm not talking about anybody specific. Well, you know, it's, it's funny you said it. <laughs> I had a worker the other night hit me up. And and they like that. Well, actually, I actually had several of them hit me up. They're like, we like your show because y'all are unique and logical when y'all do your stuff. And I thought about that. I was like, wait a minute, we're not unique. Yeah, because a lot of stuff we do is old school. But then I thought about it, and after I talked to something about it, he's like, well, you got to realize the stuff that's George, old to us is new George, to these look. new guys. George, look, I'm not wearing a shirt. <laughs> I think we all take our shirts off. I'll show you a booty. <laughs> oh, that's right. They can't see us. They can't see us. <laughs> oh, look at that king. Look at that king. Wow. Wow. <laughs> 
Uh, I almost looked like a chicken when he took his shirt off. Who, me? <laughs> me? See, this is a man bod. <laughs> <laughs> I got the dad bod. Thank God, thank God they can't see us. I know. Yeah, Nobody would ever listen to Everett's podcast again. I know. If I, was, I told my wife, I said, there's a six-pack in there. It's just surrounded by the king. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be yeah, funny if like, my wife walks around the corner and be like, what the fuck are you But that's what's unique about us is, you know, I, I've been in a lot of locker rooms and, and I know some people say this and, you know, we've been in a lot of locker rooms, but you will never get the feeling like you get in our locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, Well, you going to say something? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. There's no superstars back there. There's no egos. No, I'm better than you are, or my six-pack's bigger than yours is, or none of that bullshit. When you walk into the locker room, it's a brotherhood. Yeah, Josh Dawkins makes us all look like a bunch of fat asses. Good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. You trying to say I can look at him and say my boobies are bigger than yours is? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think his boobies are bigger than all of ours are. Oh, wow. That, dude, yeah, that, boy's, jack, that boy's jack, man. It's yeah. funny, too, because when, when you see Josh with a shirt on, you're like, God, he's a skinny little shit. Then he takes his uh, shirt off, and you're like, oh, my God. Uh, Josh, Dawkins, Josh Dawkins, well, he's I think he's a personal trainer. That's yeah. He takes care of himself. He does. I watched. I, I pulled up a couple of his matches on YouTube. He he's great, man. The crowd when he comes out, the crowd loves him, man. He's a fan favorite. Yeah. He's a fan favorite no matter where. Only just that a couple is, years. That is one pint of ice cream. One little bead thing of ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to eat ice cream, George. Well, my brother gave him one of those little bit cups of ice cream, and that boy oh. was nonstop running around this house. <laughs> I would have done, I'd have done fell out myself, but yeah, my He'll be running around on the roof in a minute. Oh yeah, yeah. My I, my I daughter. I would have got up from here, Grandpa. Yeah, I got up from here, walked to the back door, and had to sit down. He's just running. Yeah. And around and around and around. I'm like, stop it! You're making me tired. Yeah. <laughs> my my daughter, my daughter. She she loves eating ice cream. She I try to give her chocolate ice cream. She will not eat it. She's like, Daddy, really? I don't like chocolate ice cream. I like vanilla. She likes vanilla. Her her mom likes yeah. likes vanilla ice cream. But yeah. thump when when we when I took uh, when my wife and uh, my daughter went over to see uh, Thumper there, she pretty much made herself at home. She sat there oh, on the couch. He gave her a bag of like donuts. She sat there, watched Toy Story, and was just eating donuts and just made herself home. That like what she yeah. would do do here at the house. But th- Thumper's like, Callie, you want some? You want some donuts? Plopped a bag down in front of her, and she was like, <laughs> "He's like, I don't get this at home, man." <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. If I bring my daughter, who's 26, over to his house and she feeds her donuts, she'll be happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, a firm, I'm a firm believer, and maybe this is from being a grandfather. I have learned most kids that are are unruly at somebody's house is because they're under uh, they're out of their element. If you yep. can 
take a few minutes and adjust a, just a child to an element that they're used to. Maybe it's watching cartoons, eating donuts, or, or whatever. You know, let them be kids. Now, I mean, don't let them hurt themselves, but let them be kids. Nine times out of ten, they won't be as bad as you think they are. Yeah. 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 And and I me, me and Tanya, we've always had this thing and this might be the reason why our locker room is the way it is. If you come to my house and you don't feel at home, then there's a problem. You know, yeah. Because my parents were like that, I'm like that, and I'm the same way at my federation. If you don't walk in and feel at home, then I need to change something. Right. Simple yeah. as that. I mean our our whole show what makes our show unique, I think, and and one of the reasons why I like working, you know, with you so much is it's very grassroots. It's like, yeah. it's kind of like the way it used to be, and when and of course when you're old school like we are, then that yeah. translates to the way it ought to be. Like, oh, yeah. I've worked, I've worked in, I've seen every civic center layout that you can imagine. You know what I mean? I've worked in arenas, I worked in civic centers. But when you take a shell, a steel shell building, in the middle of nowhere. Put a ring in the middle of it, put a bunch of chairs around it, and do a show with our crowd and the way our crowd are as hot as they are and as live as they are. You know, um, like our last show, I could even even though you know I'm on a headset, I had a hard time hearing myself. You know what I mean? Because our crowd was that live, and I mean for 85 people, whichever however many it was, I mean I'm assuming that's about what it was. They were live. You know, they oh, yeah. they were alive. They were live, man. And, yeah. uh, you know, you know, like I said, man, part of the reason why I used to like working out Hardeman shows, no matter where I was, no matter what, what bookings I was taking at the time, I always tried to be back for that one show a month at Al Hardeman's because that show made you feel like how it used to be back in the yeah. day. Yeah. You know, you had old ladies trying to beat you to death with pool noodles and they were in there in their pajamas. And, <laughs> you know, it was, it was an old school wrestling crowd, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, we did some of the dumbest shit. You know, I talk about doing dumb shit. My manager, my manager, who I won't bring up her name because I don't want to piss her off. She used to wheel a kid out in a wheelchair. I was a heel. Can I? She was Can my I? manager. She wheeled. No, go ahead. She wheeled. <laughs> she wheeled a kid out in a wheelchair in front of me. The crowd popped, and two seconds later, they booed. Like because I was coming behind her. It was oh, the craziest man. shit you ever seen. And I mean, and I was main event. I main evented. You know. For some reason, Al thought I had it, so I was main event most of the time. So it was you really get, weird, you know. I'd, you gotta make it. First couple times I'd come out, I'd look around like, "What the hell?" And then she'd put that wheelchair to the side and help me cheat. You know, it was crazy. <laughs> make him yeah. tell the dog food story. Tell me about the dog food story since Thumper's bringing so it my, up here. So my manager, right? We we do the whole wheelchair to the ring. I'm working Renegade Tom actually. I think it was a singles match. I don't remember. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. But I, I think it was a singles, was a singles match. match. I put him over. Yeah, I put him over. Right. The 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 deal was if I lost, she had to eat dog food. <laughs> not corned beef hash. She did not eat corned beef hash. She nope. did not eat beef stew that looked like dog food. She nope. ate freaking dog food, brother, <laughs> for real. In the middle of that ring, Tom. I'm like I'm like out of the ring selling. You know, like on the apron. You know, like laying there looking up at Tom and Tom's looking at me and and, and I'm waiting for him to go Thump, she's eating that damn dog food for real <laughs> waiting for that to come out of his mouth you know he didn't say nothing but he's looking at me like and I'm looking back at him and you know probably me and Tom didn't say hardly we didn't hardly speak that much before that show like yeah. before that match we really didn't right and you know like 
We had a good match. I mean, it was a good. Match. I remember it was a good match. But she's on her all fours, like a dog, <laughs> eating dog food out of a bowl. And I'm like, holy shit! And no I can way. Tell it was dog food because I can smell it. Like I can smell it, dog food. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm looking. At, I'm looking up at Tom, and he's looking at me, and I know he wants to say something, but he can't because you know we're you know we're, we're trying to work post post match, and and I'm and I'm just looking at him like, holy shit. El Guapo is right behind me. Mikey Quick. He's standing right behind me. Bonaducci's on the other side of the ring. And we're all looking at each other like, oh my God, she a red dog. Like a dog. We get up, we get up to the we get up to the to upstairs where the way that place was set up. Uh-huh. And I go up to I I said, Did you just eat real dog food? And she goes, Yeah. And I was like, not corned beef hash, not beef stew, not you could have you could have taken like it would have been okay. You could have taken a can, ripped a label off, and wrote dog food on it. Nobody would have gave a shit. But she ate real dog food. <laughs> but but I mean, and this is a this is a this is a this is a great Malenko trained worker we're talking uh-huh. about here. You know, she was a great Malenko trained worker, and you know I. I don't, I don't know, brother. I mean, people are, people tell me all the time, you know, that she's losing it, and I'm like, no, she lost a long time ago. Because <laughs> I don't I don't give a shit. I've been paid I've been paid some pretty good money to do shows, and I've done some dumb shit, but right. I don't think that there's an amount of money you can pay me to get me real dog food. Oh Sorry. man, like I that's you know, that's I'm, that's you know. cra- that's crazy. That's that's crazy, man. You'd figure. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I've seen some crazy. That's one thing about this business, man. You know, mm-hmm. if you ain't, if you're not having fun, and and seeing and doing and living crazy shit, then what's the point? You know, right? And I think that gets lost in a lot of these young guys because they're so worried about what people think of them. You know, yeah. And it, we didn't give a shit back in the day. I mean, I we've I've done some of the dumbest shit. I've had, I've had green guys and even some not so green guys that annoyed me, that have ridden with me and other guys that we've left at convenience stores in another state. And just drove home, you know, shit like that. Like, <laughs> like that's a real, that's that's what a real. Whip, I mean, I have Damn. I've I've mentioned his name earlier in this podcast, but that this particular individual used to shit in people's bags. Really, like, I've I've heard I've heard duct- of stuff like that. We duct taped a guy to a wall one night while was, he was curtain jerking. Right, we duct taped him to a wall <laughs> where he couldn't. And the, the promoters, the music guys playing his music, he doesn't come out. Music guys playing his music doesn't come out. And the people just walking by him. Knowing that he's the back, so we're just walking by him like, you know, we did we duct tape his mouth too so he couldn't yell. You know? And and by the way, that guy had the vision. Um, that guy had the vision. So, but I mean, we used to do cruel and unusually rotten shit to people. And you know, I I, I can't recall anything ever being crazy bad done to me. But probably that was because most of those crazy bad ideas were mine. <laughs> you know, so you know that's why I tell these young guys. I'm like, you don't want to get, you don't want to get too pissy with me because I promise you, your best friends will turn on you if I give them a good idea. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if it's a good enough rib, your best friends will turn on you. I promise you. And, uh, and now, brother, I'm running now. Now think of this. Think of what he just told you, yeah. and I'm in charge now. Yeah. <laughs> And I like, and I want him to be in charge. It's it's definitely a, it's a safe check and balance. It's a safe check and balance. When people hear this, they're going to be like, "There ain't no fucking way I'm going to work for them." <laughs> and, and they and they call me the crazy one. Yep. You guys, you're going to be like, 
okay, where's so-and-so? He needs to get to the ring. Uh, dang it, he's duct taped to the fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. oh, my God, man. For now, Rock. the new rule is whoever pisses off the boss man gets taped to the wall. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, you know, we'll, we can tape them to the wall out amongst the fans, too. And it would, uh, yeah. that'd be, that, you know, that way we can catch it on camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. so the CSW roster, suffering yourselves accordingly. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just call it the Hall of Fame, the CFW yeah. Hall of Fame. You got taped to the wall. wall. Of fame. That's how you get. Wall that's how you get inducted. Inducted. That's right, man. Actually, actually, I think at the next show I might hang a roll of duct tape up there and say "inducted in the Hall of Fame." So that way we can tape <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, and that way when they say have you ever been in a hall of fame i was i was inducted i was inducted onto the hall of fame <laughs> or no the wall of fame more <laughs> right. So for for be warned, if you come to the CFW and you think you're 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 a superstar, you will get inducted into the hall. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care I don't care how many of your friends you bring with you. I promise you, with the right idea, they'll turn on you. <laughs> I got to plug my phone. In. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, we we all came from pretty much the same walk of life. Yeah, right. Uh, if, if you know, back in the day, if you didn't come from Mount Hartman, you you didn't go nowhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, he I was. Mean, I think he was the man that launched everybody. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys that got their start. You know, I yeah. mean, um, good and bad workers that got their start without Hartman. That was right. the cool thing about him, man. He gave, he gave, he, you know, everybody got a chance. If he, you know, and and usually the initiation was working. Pat was working his son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you could go out there and and, and work work with his son and make his son look good, he liked you, right? You know, mm -hmm. and and Pat worked like Al did, stiff as shit. Oh mm -hmm. my god, kid would kick your head off like he he would. So I showed up there the first time, didn't know him from, I didn't know any of them. Mm -hmm. He's like, all right, Thump, I went to work my son. I was like, all right, cool. I go out there. We didn't call shit. I think we call. I think we might. I might have called the comebacks. Yeah. Um, I called the comebacks for him or whatever. Right. Um, and but that was it. And and put him over. Yeah. I even put him over, and he was like, he he. We were like first or second match that show. Right. And uh, we get we get up to the top, and he winked at me. And next show, he booked me in the main event, and made me heavyweight champion. Yeah. Nice. You know? hey, hey. Nice. And you gotta realize he wasn't. It wasn't a federation that was started overnight. He was the yeah. longest running independent federation there was. Because yeah. when I came there, he had already been running for thirty years. Right. So yeah. So it's it's not like he just decided, hey, I'm gonna buy a ring and set up. No, there was there was history. I mean, I mean, yeah. That's why I think everybody all over the United States wanted to make it to his show because 
there was history there. You know, right. if if yep. you wanted to go somewhere, if you want to go course, somewhere, you don't, you, don't you, know that. you don't know that. You don't know that. That see, that's the one thing that I can say, speaking for myself. Like I didn't know that going in. I was just looking for another place to work. Right. Like, nobody yeah. told me, hey. Nobody told me, hey, this is like a stepping stone, or nobody told me, hey, yeah, you know, yeah. this is like this. They just said this is another place to work. And back then, you know, um, there wasn't as many. You got to understand, man. Back then, there wasn't as many as many promotions running. It, it wasn't yeah. like it is now, where you've got like four or five in each county. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. there was yeah. there was like one or two in Orlando. There was like one or two mm-hmm. in Tampa. There was like one or two oh, yeah. in Miami. Right. You know, you right. there just it just wasn't like that. And um, yeah. you know. Pretty much everybody, everybody from Jacksonville and Ocala worked Jacksonville and Ocala. Yep. But everybody from Orlando down worked the whole state because you had to. Yeah. You know, yep. if you wanted to stay working. And then, then I mean, it was so slim that even when I remember when I first started, I was even taking bookings in Georgia and yep. Alabama and, and shit. Yep. Because if you didn't, you sat home, you know. And it, yep. one thing about one thing about when you first get started in this business, if you don't stay training and working both you you get stale or you you know you start doing that you realize you never you don't get to the point to where you realize that you suck yeah you know yeah right because you because every time out you're you almost feel like you have to prove yourself every time out and you don't get build that confidence oh yeah that's yeah. why these guys now that have all these places to work you know oh yeah well that's why and by you the know, way like, yeah. i forgot to mention wxw school earlier it just dawned on me WXW school here is great. Vertigo, Vertigo does a great job over there. Yeah. Well, that's like, you know, like when I first started running, you know, and now I look back, you know, uh, I used to think, man, you know, that was like, everybody was after me, but you had to earn the right to run a show. Yeah. You just didn't walk in there and say, I'm going to run a show. You had to earn that right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, in in Orlando, it was SCW and SCCW for a long time, and then Bones the Cutthroat, the guy that 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 runs local now, he started a company called NNW that was down in Kissimmee, and then there was Auburndale, you know, our school. Then there was IPW in Tampa. Yeah. Um, you know, then there was the guys that were running in Lake County that nobody paid attention to. Yeah. yeah. They were shit show. You know, then you had you had like Kevin Rhodes who was running a shit show and. Um, a couple other guys, but for the most part, man, if you like legit promotions that you try to get in with, you had Kenny G and Ocala. Um, I can't, and, I, and you had Bobby Rogers, FOW down south. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Platinum, which was Rusty Brooks. Yeah. Which I don't think it was called Platinum back then. It was called something else, I believe. Yeah, I think but you it just was. didn't have like you didn't have and WXW. I I don't think WXW came around until late. Like later on in my career, like if I remember, I don't, I don't, I, I could be wrong. I don't know. Did, did they um, come in the early two thousands? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Probably like in like the latter part of the two thousands. I'm thinking. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I had never heard of them because I'd have been trying yeah. to get on there for sure. I mean, everybody does. Right. Yeah. 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 That's right. why you. That, that's why these guys have the benefit of all these. Like you know, we 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 rag them, but there's a lot of places to work. You know, there's a lot of yeah. places to work. Oh, yeah. And you know, and and these guys. One thing I'll say: there's the the promotion loyalty is a little bit is a little bit skewed now from the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. Like, um, a lot of these guys they don't venture out as much because they're afraid of losing their spot. Yeah, 
You know, right. whereas we didn't give a shit. Like, yeah. if I got booked somewhere else, if I got booked somewhere else before you called me, that was just the way it was. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. and and and, the, and see, the top guys are like that. You know, you you got you guys. You know, one one of the guys that I've noticed that's really starting to get around a lot more now than he was that, that I can remember because he just recently came from Texas. A guy named Jake Logan, who who I think is awesome. I mean, he's he's a great worker. Yeah. Um, he he's doing riot. He's doing um, uh, WWN over in Tampa or wherever it is. Um, <clears throat> but he's starting to get around a little bit. Thunder. He was doing PBNT. Um, but like you, these guys, they're they once they once they get in with a promotion, they kind of get loyal to them. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, whereas now. You know, they tell you if you got dates, you better let me know because if you don't let me know, I you know, and I take another booking, I won't be there. Jason Dugan's really good about that. Yeah. yeah. Jason Dugan, if you if he books, if you know, unless you piss him off or do something rotten to him, yeah. um, which I've only seen that happen once, and I don't, I don't really call recall who it was that did it to him. Oh yeah, I do. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's the reason why he's on our show. Yeah. Um, once you piss yeah. him off, once you piss him off and you, you know, you know, then he's done with you all together. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He's not coming back. Yeah. You know, well, and, yeah. we've been trying but, to get but, Jason Duggan on our card for three months, forever, but he's always booked. Right. You know, right. He, he wanted to get on our card. Spirit. We wanted him on a card, but every time we say, Hey, come in this day. Oh, he's booked. He's booked here. But yeah, he's my buddy too. So if he's yeah. got, if he's got a, a higher pay and booking somewhere, you know, I don't even ask him. You know what I mean? Like I don't even ask him because I I'm not trying to get I'm not trying to play the friend card with him. You know I'm not. That's my he's my dude, man. I I have high hopes for for Jason Dugan. Yeah. And um. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know that that kid. It you know, there's a book waiting to be written about that kid. I promise you that. It's oh, yeah. yeah. It's coming. Yeah. It, it's funny yeah. when you guys meet him. When you guys meet him, it'll be it'll he'll he'll come across totally different than what you expect. I promise you. Yeah. Um. Because he's he's a, he's yeah. hard to he's hard to read looking at him. He he always looks pissed off. What I find what I find interesting about Jason is you know I talked to Jason for a long time before he even came in. Right, he would just call me and just talk to me about my philosophy about pro wrestling, you know, yep. about beliefs and different things. And he and he always told me he said, you know, George, he says. You're the only promoter I've seen that's straight up, straight yep. up to the point. Don't bullshit. Don't try to jerk my chain. You're straight to the point. Right. Yep. Right. But back in the day, it was like that. <clears throat> they didn't jerk your yeah. chain. They were right straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I, I, I kind of when I, you know, when I'm in the booking role, which whatever that is uh-huh. with, with you, but what it was at MFW and what it was at PBNT, like I come off right away. Like, don't try to work me, dude. Like. Come on, yeah. you know, don't try to work me. I'll be straight up with you. Right. You be straight up with me, and that's and that's kind of the reason why me and Jason are good friends. Like I, you know, it's it's not hard to tell a guy the truth, man. You know, this is what I got. This is what I can do. This is what I can't do. This, you know, um, this is what I'm willing to do. This is what I'm not willing to do. And he tells you the same thing. This is what I'm willing to do, not willing to do. And you know, generally bookers and promoters don't want to hear that from a guy, but I would rather hear it from a guy. Then have him come in and come out and stink up my ring because he doesn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I'd rather have a guy that's going to come. And Jason Dugan, I don't care what show he's on, and I don't care how much he's getting paid. That kid gives you the same effort every time. 
right. every single time. He gives the same effort. He gave me the same effort at MFW that he does at MLW. He's gives me the same effort, man. And I respect that. You know. Nice. I can honestly say it's 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 a pleasure working with you. I mean I mean I would have yeah. never thought that me and Thump would hit it off like we did, you know, uh in, in the wrestling world. And, and it it's been I mean, it's been a fun ride. Yeah. And Every day. I'm I'm looking for twenty years from now I'll still be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably. I don't know if I'll be alive in twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I experimented with a great many recreational pharmaceuticals when I was younger. Yeah. And um, well, I'll just duct tape yeah. your body to the wall. It is what it is, brother. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll induct tape your your body to the wall of fame. Yeah, yeah. Induct. Hey, when it starts to stink, just spray it with some Adidas cologne. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I gotta say is, I love what I see with CFWE and everything that you told me that you're going to do with running again thumper chapman i've seen it and i've not been disappointed and i can't wait to see what else next comes with cfwe with both you guys with what you do with the with the promotion hey can i say one thing mm-hmm. the ones that doubted me can suck on the big one <laughs> <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't my that ain't my index finger <laughs> any any last words uh any last words thump Dupree? yeah hey bill crude i love you brother <laughs> yeah we still love you no matter what yeah. we still love you even if we gotta spank your ass a time or two we still love you <laughs> yeah guys it's been a pleasure all right man. I-, I want to thank thump Dupree and thumper chapman for coming on and discussing all things CFWE. You can follow CFWE over on Facebook at CFWEFL or just search on Facebook CFWE and also their YouTube channel. They just launched it just about a month ago. And on that channel there, you could find current events, shows, past shows in events and also matches you can find that all on there just keyword search on youtube cfwe wrestling and subscribe to that channel there there's a lot of things coming out of that promotion in the future but as always thank you for listening thank you for downloading this episode of the everett lee show and i'll see you next time for another new episode of the everett lee show (laughs) 